been in this series called Cultivate, and my aim has been to challenge us to move from an intentional complaining, you feel me, to, inten- to instrumental complaining, meaning take what you're complaining about and make it better. If you're complaining about your weight, what you got to do? Put on your shoes and get on running. Amen, somebody? So whatever it is you're complaining about in your life, do something about it. And I think that the Lord is going, is going to bless you. Today I've chosen Ecclesiastes chapter 2 as our ground zero for our sermon today. So if you got your Bibles, I would like you to turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 2. And I'm just going to ask you to join me in standing as we read the word of God together. Pastor, why should we stand to read the word? Uh, We want to give God respect, but at the same time, when we stand, it shows that we're ready to hear. So Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 24, kindly stand with me as we read the word of God together. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. This is what it says. There is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God, for apart from him who can eat or who can have enjoyment. For to the one who pleases, for the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given business of gathering and collecting, only to give to the one who pleases God. You got that, El Rivo? I hear you, brother. I hear you. This also is vanity and striving after wind. Today, I want us to cultivate the right kind of busy. Everybody say the right kind of busy. Let us pray. Father God, speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Isaac Munda lost his job during the pandemic. Like many of us, the pandemic hit hard. It, it challenged his financial stability. A man with three kids and a wife, how was he going to provide? One day, his kids are watching a YouTube video and He hears that he can make money through YouTube. So he decided to shoot himself eating rice and and dal and and chili. And he posted it on on YouTube. (laughs) I laughed too, my sister. He got zero views, zero comments, zero likes, and certainly zero dollars. But Isaac Munda didn't give up. He watched other videos and he found a niche and he posted again. And today Isaac Munda has 800,000 followers and he is making 14 million rupiah per month. I'm trying to tell you that Isaac Munda found the right kind of busy. Work is our busy, ain't it? 
When I talk to many of you in the course of the day, you will tell me, Pastor, not now. I'm busy. <laughs> I have a meeting to go to. But Pastor, can I call you at 5? And we pray after I finish my meeting. Many of us spend time busy in work. We are busy in traffic. We are busy in meetings. We are busy in discussions. We are busy in planning. We are busy and busy and busy. According to nextlearning.com, uh, the statistic is people spend 40 hours working a week. Just to give you perspective, on average, people spend 60 minutes doing household chores. So for sure, uh, busy is work, and, and we spend time, time working. But I want to ask you a question that is a little personal, and we want to connect it to our series. How many of you complain about your work? Mm -hmm. How many of you get up in the morning and say, oh, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> I want to I meet the boss no more. I, mm, I, mm. I'm not meeting the KPI yet. How many of you are complaining about you're busy. You're complaining about your boss. You're complaining about your co-workers. You're complaining about your pay. You're complaining about your lack of promotion. You're complaining about not moving anywhere. Could it be that you have not found the right kind of busy if you're complaining so much? Could it be that the fact that you're looking for another job, looking for another opportunity, it simply means that you have not found the right kind of busy? In our text today, and allow me to rush to that because I don't have a lot of time today, Solomon talks about the right kind of busy. Solomon presents a high view of work. Solomon doesn't say work is whack. Solomon doesn't say my work is trash. Solomon doesn't say I want to leave this company. Solomon says there is nothing better to do than for a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. Solomon says... When you are busy, you got to be having fun. You got to be enjoying that. In fact, there is nothing better than a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. And notice what Solomon is trying to help us to understand. He says the kind of enjoyment has to be like you're eating that padang food. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> The kind of enjoyment has to be when you're eating that ketoprak, when you're eating that gado gado, when you travel from uh, Jakarta to Bandung just to eat at your favorite restaurant. Amen, somebody. I have heard stories. People will leave Jakarta and they'll go to Jogja to eat at a restaurant that sells mushrooms. Uh, we, we, yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of fun in eating. And Solomon is saying, when you are busy, that's how it's got to be. But the truth is, many of us, we complain about our busy. We, we don't find enjoyment in our toil. It's not fun. It's distressing. It's depressing sometimes. But, but my point is, you still got to be able to find and, and learn how to find that enjoyment in that. When you look at Solomon, he, he seems to, to suggest to us that, 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 that toil is, is, is not fun, but we can flip it around and find fun in that. The, the traffic can be fun. 
that the difficulties in the conversations can be fun. The planning for the year can be fun. Trying to meet the, the deadline and the, the fiscal calendar and all the stuff you got to do can be fun. Because he's saying, look at this thing in a positive sense. You see, Solomon is actually talking about uh, the dog days of work. He's talking about the days when you don't want to go to the office. You'd rather sleep in, Sister Lara. <laughs> The, the days when you rather travel to Japan because you feel so jaded about your work. The days when you don't want to talk to your boss. You feel me? There are those days. The days when you don't want to talk to your employees or your co-workers. That is what Solomon is talking about. The dog days of, of work. In fact, look at Solomon. He says, I hated my toil. I don't like it. <laughs> no, no, I'm like, Solomon, you're saying we got to enjoy this. But you also hated it. What are you talking about? It seems to me he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. How in one sense he can say enjoy it. And in another sense he can say uh, uh, I hate it. Uh, this is what I discovered. The Christian life is a life of contradi contradictions. I'm going to get there my brother. I'm going to preach right now. The Christian life is a life of contradictions. Because you can be a Christian. You can be in pain but still have joy. Uh-huh. And many of us haven't learned yet, Sister Lydia, to be at the place where it's painful, it is difficult, and still praise the Lord. And notice Jesus, the, the, the Bible says about Jesus, I, I want to talk about him for a moment. He says, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. That's a contradiction. How do you have joy and shame at the same time? It don't work. But... Jesus did it. So, so, so when you're struggling, Sister Valerie, and you're feeling pain in your, in, in your body, it, your foot is painful, you can still say, Lord, I praise you for this day. When the money is tight and, and the bank account looks funny, you can still say, Lord, I praise your name. It doesn't make sense for enjoyment and told to be in the same sentence. But for a Christian, that is the life. So we can praise God in the pandemic. We can be online in the pandemic. We can still do our thing in the pandemic. The circumstances don't change my situation with God. And unless we come to that place where God is still God on the tough days, on the bad days, life is always going to be painful. And I'm glad, brothers and sisters, that Jesus was able to find joy because it is this joy that saved me. It is this joy that delivered me from my sins. You understand what Jesus had to go through, don't you? He was there like, crying in the garden of Gethsemane saying, Father, take this from me. But he says, you want me to do it? I'll do it. Because I'm thinking about Priody and Winda. I'm thinking about Sister Pat and Brother Sutars, I'm thinking about Elder Reeve. I'm thinking about Laura. I'm, th I'm thinking about Pastor Henry. I will go through it because I want to save them. So, so when you are in pain and, and, and the traffic is hard and you, you have to miss the kids' games because of work, you can still have joy because you know that's, that, that is possible. So you thought today I'm going to tell you all oh, quit? Nah, I ain't come to tell you to quit your job today. <laughs> I didn't come to tell you to go to your next option. I'm not here to tell you that the grass is, the grass is green on the other side. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you that if you go to the next company, you're going to get a promotion. No, I'm here to tell you continue in the circumstance. 
Continue in the struggle. It's painful. No problem. Push through. Show your spiritual muscles for a change. Say, Lord, I'm going to do this. Lord, I ain't going to give up. Lord, I'm going to push through. Lord, I will make it because you are my God. And is there somebody here who is saying, Lord, even though it's difficult, I will not quit. Lord, even though it's difficult, I will not give up. Lord, even though it's difficult, I will continue to pray. Even though it's difficult, I'll continue to serve. Even though it's difficult, I'll continue to hold on to you. Is there somebody here like that today? That in the struggle, you're willing to push through. Now, now notice Solomon. I don't got a lot of time, y'all. But I'm going to work with what I got. Notice what Solomon says. There is nothing better than for a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. Notice what he says at the end of the verse. Notice what he says. Notice what he says. I, I, I did what I saw. What are you looking at today? I, I saw that this is also from the hand of God. Uh, watch this. Take this home with you. Your busy is a gift from God. I think Elder Rivers is the one listening to me right now because he, he's, he's feeling this. You know what I mean? Your busy is a gift from, from God. Your work is a gift from God. Your family is a gift from God. Your church is a gift from God. Whatever is keeping you busy is from God. So Solomon is saying, I can enjoy my busy because it's from God. I can enjoy my wife because it's from God. I can enjoy my kids because it's from God. I can enjoy going to church because it's from God. What are you looking at today? Who gave it to you? Who gave you what you got? Who gave you your phone? <laughs> Who gave you your shoes? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because if it was God, we wouldn't complain so much. We think we got the phone or the watch at the store. <laughs> I worked hard for this, <laughs> therefore I got it. It's no longer working, I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> no, 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 no. God gave you the strength to make the money. God gave you the ability to choose the phone or the watch or the shoes. I understand what I'm saying. So everything that you have is from God. So now when it's difficult and it's painful, you got to be able to say, oh, yeah, this is from God. <laughs> Are you understand what I'm saying? There are days when I don't want to read. Can I just be honest with y'all? To preach sermons, you got to read. Right? And it's a lot of reading sometimes. And sometimes I, I say, oh, man, it's tough. Now, I, I say this not to make you feel sorry for me or to make my job seem like it's so difficult. I enjoy what I do. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm trying to drive something home to you because I should have never been a preacher because I hated reading, Brother Sotars. I, I hated it. I didn't, I didn't like it. My parents would literally force me to read, but I wouldn't want to do it. But something changed when I gave my life over to Jesus. I had to read in order for me to understand the word of God. In fact, it is because of reading the word of God, that's why I came to faith. I also understood that if I'm going to communicate the word of God, I cannot bypass reading. I understand what I'm saying. So, so now on the days when I, I, I'm struggling and I, I'm feeling tired and I don't want to work so hard, I remember, wait a minute, no, no, no. God gave me this busy code pastoring. <laughs> God gave me this busy code leading a church. God gave me this busy code serving him. So I'm not going to give up. I ain't going to quit because it came from God. So who gave it to you? 
Who gave you what you got? So on those days, you got to be able to see God in it. Uh, look at this. When God is not in your busy, watch this. You divorce enjoyment and marry complaints. That's what happens. When you can't see God in it, you start to complain and you start to, to say, ah, I don't want to do this no more. But I want to show you something because the word enjoyment translated in the text is what is translated good in Genesis chapter 1. I'm about to give you something right now. I'm about to give you something. This, this one, you, you, you got to take it home. Notice what the text says. And God saw that the light was good. That's the same word for enjoyment that we've been looking at. No, 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 notice what the text says again. God called the dry land earth, and God saw that it was, it was good. <laughs> Watch this. God and good come in a package. Ah, every good and perfect gift comes from, <laughs> and, oh, so God and good come in a package. It, it's like this, so you can understand it. A, a, a phone and a charger come in a package. I understand what I'm saying. The phone without the charger is no good. The charger without a phone is, is no good. Guess what? You and money without God is no good. <laughs> you and a promotion without God is no good. But when you have God in your life, then you are good. Even if it doesn't look good, it's still good. Because all things work together for your good. So God and good come uh, together. Let, let, let me just uh, lean on this a little more. Surely, <laughs> surely goodness and mercy shall surround me, shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you understand what I'm telling you? When you have God in your life, goodness follows you like those followers on Instagram, on YouTube. When you have God in your life, it's like you're wearing a belt of goodness. When you have God in your life, you got a shirt of goodness. Hallelujah, somebody. Surely, David says, mercy and goodness shall follow me all the days of my life. Not some of the days of my life. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. I know some of you are struggling. Somebody promised you something that didn't come through. Mm -hmm. There is pain somewhere in your heart, in your leg. Money is tight. Things look hard. You don't know what you're going to do next year. <laughs> but I, I came to tell you that when you have God, it's still good. And you're going to be good. We never thought it would come back. People ask me, Pastor, when are we going to go back to JCC? <laughs> I said, I don't know. <laughs> but we're going to go back. <laughs> and we're here. And the Lord has sustained us. So, so, so here, here's what I need you to take. Do not chase goodness. See, some of us are chasing goodness. We want a promotion. If I can only be promoted, hmm, I'm going to take my family to the next level. <laughs> Bali is going to be a yearly thing. <laughs> uh, no, 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 in fact, Bali is, is, is too local. <laughs> We're going to be going to Switzerland. And if only I can be promoted. Man, if I could only be with her, hmm, I can see myself living the best life. If I can only get the next latest shoes, <laughs> I'm going to be right. If I can only get that latest iPhone 14, Man, I, I'm going to be flowing. But, but, but you know a cute body droops eventually. You know a shoe will get old eventually. You know that the car has to change at some point. My point is, God is the ultimate good. And when you have the ultimate good, everything is always going to be good. So don't chase goodness 
Chase God. And when you chase God, you're going to enjoy it. And notice what Solomon says. He says, this also I saw. Please pay attention to what you're looking at. Solomon is saying, I, I saw this. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart, pay, this, pay, pay attention to this. For apart from him, who can eat and who can have enjoyment? Let me just uh, take out the word apart and let's park it for a moment and look at it nicely. This is what Solomon is saying. You always have to associate with God. Because apart from God, you cannot have enjoyment. Association is, is a beautiful thing, Arorivo. Uh, you have come to church this morning because you want to associate with the word of God. Ain't that right, Sister Pat? <laughs> you know, because you love Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you have come to listen to the word of God because you, you want to associate with God. Amen? So association is a beautiful thing because association means that you want something. Association means that you, you, you desire the advantage that you get from the association. Uh, perhaps you're not feeling me yet, so let me let you feel me. Uh, you have seen this happen here in Jakarta. Just bump a motorcycle driver. What happens next? <laughs> mm -hmm. All the motorcycle drivers are going <laughs> to swarm you like bees, right? Because motorcycle drivers, they associate with one another, right? They, they conclude in their minds, wait, the car is bigger than the motorcycle. So how is he hitting one of ours? <laughs> we want to protect one of ours. So association means uh, protection. Association means being, being looked over and looked after. <laughs> Come here for a moment. When you associate with God, he's going to look over you. He's going to look over your family. He's going to look over your money. He's going to look over your health. Uh, we talked about it earlier. He's going to look over your salvation. Your name is going to be in the book of life. He's going to protect you. He's going to look over you. And here is what I need you to understand, though. The one who associates with God focuses on pleasing God. Notice what David, David's son says. For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given the business of gathering and collecting <laughs> <laughs> I also laughed on this one at Arriva. Only to give one who pleases God. You see, the English Standard Version says, so it doesn't do a good job. You know, she's one of our JCC University members, including uh, Brother Johan. You know what I mean, Johan? You know what I mean, Sister Laura? We've been doing JCC University, learning how to study the Bible deeply. And I just want to give a little flowers to you guys, you know. Uh, so let's do a little, a little study right here. The, the text doesn't do a good job of giving us the picture here. Because in the Hebrew, when it says to please God, it means to look good in the face of somebody. See, I'm, I'm trying to look good in your face this morning. Can I just be honest? That's why I dressed up. Because <laughs> I want to look good. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you know how we do. We, we can go a little overboard. Because we want people to be happy with us. We will spend money we don't have. We'll buy stuff that we don't need. We'll go to places that we don't like. Some of us will start to do hobbies because we're using it as a fish hook to get him or her closer. <laughs> Come on now. Talk back to me if you can. I'm testifying because I've done it. <laughs> so, so Solomon is saying, 
the one who associates with God, he's not concerned about what people think about him. He doesn't care if people look at him as a weirdo. He just is happy that God is happy. <laughs> he's happy to know that God says, well done, my good and faithful servant. He's happy to know that uh, this son of mine is going to inhabit one of the mansions I prepared for him, Sister Winda. So the one who wants to please God doesn't really care about human opinion, doesn't really care about what people think. He cares about what God thinks. You're not feeling me yet, so let me help you to, to, to feel me for a moment. If I want to please immigration, <laughs> I need to make sure that my visa is right. And if they ask me for a kitas, I should be able to, to present it. Uh, listen to me, I'm bringing you something. I please the government because I'm living by their standards. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm living by their guidelines. I don't need to bribe them. I don't need to make friendship with them. I just need to have the documents. Are you feeling what I'm saying? So when we are pleasing God, we are focused on living within his guidelines. Uh, we are focused on doing his will. We are focused on doing the things that make him happy. And the Bible says, for without faith is impossible to please God. How much faith do you have in God? You know, I know you have faith right now in your chairs. You know, some of us have more faith in our chairs than God. <laughs> you put your weight on the chair. But are you willing to put the weight of your life in God's hands? When you're stressed during the day, are you willing to say, you know what, Lord, <laughs> I'm stressed, but I'm not going to be anxious for anything. I know my health is failing, but you've called me to the abundant life. So to please God is really a faith thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I may lose my job. But God is still going to provide for me. If my job is causing me to do stuff I don't want to do, that I know is wrong. I can lose a relationship if the relationship is leading me astray. <laughs> I'm cool with that because God will <laughs> take care of me. So when I want to please God, I want to make sure that God is happy. So check this. You see, you got to make yourself busy with pleasing God. And that is the right kind of busy. What are you busy with today? Career chasing? Money making? What are you busy with today? <laughs> a relationship? A mission? What are you busy with today? What is the thing you're thinking about now to do after church? <laughs> what are you busy with today? I, I came to say that the right kind of busy is pleasing God. Making sure that God is happy. Making sure that God is first, best, and last in everything. <laughs> what did I say? everything. Your money, God should be best in that. Your family, God should be best in that. Pastor Henry, you're preaching, God had to be best in that. You, you, you understand what I mean? So when we elevate God to the place he needs to be, life is going to mean something. And the complaints are going to dwindle and diminish. Because you know you're living your life for God. You might think it's stupid to please God. You have an opportunity, but yet the opportunity is contradicting your faith. <laughs> so you take the opportunity and contradict your faith. <laughs> you might think you're advantaging yourself, but look what the text says. Elder Reeve, you kept laughing about this. Notice what the text says. The one who pleases God gets joy, wisdom, and everything. 
And then the one who doesn't please God, the sinner, is only working hard <laughs> to give to the one who is pleasing God. So, so you, you don't get it. Let me put it this way. You see, God has promised that the meek shall inherit the earth. You understand what I'm saying? God has promised us mansions. You may not be having a mansion now. You may be having to ride the busway now. You may not be promoted now. You may not be traveling the world now. But the text says God is going to give you everything. If you are busy with him. What are you busy with today? Do you have the right kind of busy? I don't know about you, church. I want the right kind of busy. I want my life to please God. I want my ministry to please God. Here's what happens when you please God. You have favor with people. The right kind of people. The Bible says Jesus had favor both with God and man. So you're not losing anything by pleasing God. So I came to call you today to a new kind of busy. <laughs> the right one. Are you saying, Pastor, I get it. <laughs> I want to be busy like that. I want that busy. Anybody? Let me be more pointed right now. For somebody, the right kind of busy is getting busy with Jesus. Meaning, giving your life to Him totally. The journey begins with baptism. We're going to have baptism next Sabbath. I haven't studied yet, Pastor. I don't know everything yet. That's okay. <laughs> Do you believe in Jesus? You think he saved you from your sins? It's good enough. We'll teach you the rest along the way. So if you desire to be baptized, after this service, you can approach me and I can help you to figure that out. But let us have the right kind of vision. Let us please God. Every head is bowed, every set of eyes is closed as we pray. <clears throat> Father God, thank you for this moment. We don't take it for granted at all to be in this space. But we trust you, Lord, because you have brought us to this place. We have decided today that you are the right kind of business. We want to trust you. We want to believe you. We want to make you everything today. A brother and a sister needs you. Please, Father, may you visit them and grant them your grace. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful and being kind. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I know God spoke to you. I know you want to respond. But you may not know how. You may not know when. Let me tell you the how. There's a number on the screen. Reach out to us and we're going to show you the next house. Let me tell you when. Right now. Right now. Don't delay. Today, if you hear your voice, today, today, respond. Perhaps the Lord also has impacted you and you would like to give and partner with us in ministry. 
We have an account number on the screen. Kindly give. Whatever gift, whatever amount, trust me, we'll be more than grateful and happy for it. And it's going to help us to proclaim the love of Jesus. Until then, take care. God bless you. Thank you.